listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, today I've got Nina and Walker Noon in the studio. So a lot of you have actually talked with Walker. Walker is one of the agents on our team and also helps a lot behind the scenes. And then Nina is Walker's wife. And about just under a year ago, they bought their first house hack. So I asked them to come on here to share their background about just setting their goals, buying their first house, using it as a future rental property, going under contract, managing it, living with roommates, especially as a, as a married couple, um, and then kind of moving on as to future plans. So guys, glad to have you here. Hey, Chris, thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah. It's not every day you get to talk to your spouse's boss. So <laughs> um, yeah, this is pretty fun. This is exciting. All right. Yeah, I'm glad I'm finally get to sit in this position. I've seen it so many times from the sidelines. So well, I'm glad to have you guys on here. And Nina, I, I got to pick on you first, because as uh, as Walker and I and a lot of people are talking about in real estate, uh, you know, investing and really house hacking is a very male dominated sport. And typically with couples, it's usually the, you know, the husband leading the charge and some degree behind them, the, the girl is being dragged along a lot of times to stereotype it. So what was your reaction to house hacking? How did you hear about it? And I know Walker took the lead, but from your perspective, how, how did it play out? Yeah, no, for sure. That is exactly what happened. Um, we moved in together, you know, a couple years before we bought this house and we were renting a property in Denver. Um, and Walker started listening to a ton of podcasts, reading a ton of books, listening to audible books. Um, and he kind of hit me full force with like a, Hey, I really think we need to have roommates. And I was like, what are you talking about? We just moved in together. Why would we bring in someone to like live with us that we don't know? And it was kind of like, he, he pitched it on such a high level of like, this is a great source of income. You know, we, we have people around all the time, like we won't even notice. And I was like, no, you are, this is wrong. No. And this was for a roommate in, in the rental? Yeah, this okay. was, well, so no. yes and no. Like we'd always planned on buying a house. Like Walker's super interested in real estate. Um, we kind of knew that we would be buying soon or at least trying to buy soon. And he had pitched it like, we can definitely buy soon. And then we can buy a ton more and like rent all of those out. And, you know, I, I didn't grow up, like my parents don't have rental properties. This wasn't something I was familiar with at all. Um, and, and that's just kind of how it started. Like I was very hesitant, very almost like put my guard up, like automatically no. And so it took a few months of conversations really of him, like, you know, slowing it down, dumbing it down to like a, this is why we want this and not so much like, Hey, we need this. And this is like, we're doing it. Um, yeah. I've rethought about that a lot. Yeah. And what's your side story, Walker? I came with the completely wrong approach <laughs> and I started with, Hey, let's buy a house with a couple extra bedrooms and let's rent them out. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. That was my pitch. It wasn't like, Hey, there's a way to, you know, live for free have someone else pay our mortgage. Um, no, it was just straight to the point, like, hey, we should get roommates. And she goes, I mean, she just shut down. Yeah. She's like, yeah, why would you do that? Here's a problem, you didn't lead with a benefit. I did. You gotta I, lead with a benefit. I didn't lead with the why. Yeah, yeah. This, is the, this is the end goal it makes us in the future. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know, I do think like now, obviously that I know more about it and we're doing this in practice, Walker had listened to so many smart people on these podcasts and so many people who had taught him yeah. to think this way. And I'd never heard anything about it. So 
once I started, like he shared with me after in this month, you know, it was, it was over a few months that it, it, of conversation. So he'd shared with me like, Hey, like, just listen to this. Or like, Hey, like read this article or read about it a little bit and familiarize yourself with what I'm trying to say. Cause I didn't deliver the message I wanted to. And that definitely helped because there's so many smart people and clearly it's so successful in building, you know, financial freedom, financial success, at least some sort of, you know, we just started our careers a couple of years ago. Like we're not that far into it, but it, it changed our mindset of like, you know what we can do that. We don't have to expect that we're working until 65. If we just like learn a little bit about a different approach with real estate. So out of the the podcast and blogs he shared, was there one that was the the aha moment for you? I don't know if it was the aha moment or if it was just timing was incredibly right. So um, one of my roommates from college actually moved to Denver at the tail end of our, when we were renting and she didn't have a job, didn't know anyone here besides us. And so it was kind of a pretty natural transition. And we were like, you know what, like take the extra bedroom in our rental property and we'll figure it out as we go. So she moved in with us in January of 2020 and we had already started our, like a a really shallow house search. Like we knew that we, our lease was through June. So we were like, we can't buy anything right now, but um, you know, we'd started talking about it and like kind of in that six month period we saw how it went living with her which was really easy because I'd lived with her for three years in college um so I wasn't expecting anything crazy she was a great roommate she is a great roommate um but yeah it kind of made sense then when we started looking at houses and Walker and I kept having these roommate conversations I was like yeah you know what it's been totally fine having her there and having us live there um it was just the three of us then, and now our situation is a little bit different. But I think it just opened my eyes having that at the time, which I thought was temporary. But like having it, living with it, and then when we bought our house, it was a pretty easy conversation. And when you guys started your house on in whatever the same January time frame, it was obviously you were going in there with the hopes walker of, of house hacking with roommates. And Nina, for you, were you just going in the, hey, this is going to be our, our forever home. Hey, we're going to be here for a year or two and turn to a rental. Like what was your, when you started, what was your, your frame of mind? Yeah, we were, we were actually all over the border. I think so. Like some of the houses we toured were, they were fixer uppers when we were like, okay, you know what? We can do it. It's fine. This one's really cheap. Like <laughs> we can get it and just fix it. And then the one we ended up in that I absolutely adore, like it could be a forever home or at least like a long-term home, but we've changed our mindset of like, it doesn't have to be our forever home right now. Like we're very much excited, you know, to continue getting properties and and touring around. And we've kind of started, you know, touring a little bit right now just for fun. Um, But yeah, I, 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 I definitely feel an appropriate level of detached from the house. You know, I love it. Love living there. Great location serves us well. Um, But we'll still have it. That's the thing. We're not going to sell it. I'd be anti-selling it for sure. Okay, so oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. So you, you, um, you know, your uh, your mindset shifted. You guys are out there hunting, and Walker, you were you were the agent on this on this deal, obviously for you guys. What was the hunting process like? And what you I'm kidding. Like, just give us a quick rundown on what you looked at, what the market was like, and then let's talk about the current house. We started looking pretty early in December just to kind of get a feel for what was in the area. We lived in Corey Merrill at the time, right next to Wash Park, and we were set on that area. And so giving, like having that time to kind of look around, we expanded the search 
and kind of moved west east all over the place but kind of stayed more central and during that time pre-covid there was a lot of houses to look at i mean we made our way around uh had a good idea for what we wanted living with the roommate we did realize having three people to one restroom was really tough not a great ratio right not a great ratio and so there were a couple houses that had three bedrooms to one bath and it was like that's gonna be tough especially having roommates um so that i mean the house search was was fun a good experience ended up i think putting five offers in and we probably got the best one accepted. I would say it was, it was a learning yeah. experience at first. Every time we'd miss out on an offer, it'd be like, I'd call the agent and be like, hey, what, what do we need? What are we missing? And so I'd learn something every now and then like, oh, hey, like escalation clause, appraisal gap, all these little things you could do that I had no clue. That was my first contract, right? Like I was looking up YouTube videos. I was talking to my managing broker at a commercial because at the time you, you're you're a commercial broker i was um, and that's what you you know that's what you specialize in and no one does resident no one did residential at your brokerage right that is correct yeah. i actually i had my schoolwork from the real estate classes that i took and it was like all residential and so i i, I pulled all that out and i'm like flipping through it like looking at contracts i'm like oh man this is uh this is this is way different. <laughs> so it was it was a learning experience, but it was fun. I'm glad to have it like behind us now. Yeah. Um, get the first one out of the way. But it was I mean, it was a it was a good process and we've definitely refined our search for the next next one. We know kind of a lot more specific search. All right. So let's let's talk some numbers. So where did you end up buying this house at? Your future rental, where is it? Like right now? Yeah, just All like, right. Okay, so we live in Virginia Village. We absolutely adore the neighborhood, and which I didn't expect. When when Walker says we were set on Corey Merrill, like my heart was set on Corey Merrill. There's, it's a beautiful neighborhood. Um, so close to the park, so central Denver, and so I was like, I can't imagine not living here. Uh, of course, that didn't happen, but I kind of feel the same about this neighborhood, and and it's it's crazy because it's so close. We can, I can take a jog over to our old rental in like less than 10 minutes and it's awesome um but yeah so so i think actually moving forward looking at this next house obviously it'd be great to find something in cory merrill wash park Platt park um but i'm i love this neighborhood too and it's a little bit i don't want to say it's flying under the radar definitely a sought after neighborhood for sure just like a hair under and so i feel like it's a really good spot for us the houses are typically newer builds they're larger mm-hmm. um there's a lot of like two bed one bath in the wash park cory merrill neighborhoods which would be totally fine for us in our next um the next move we make but yeah this this neighborhood's been really fun i think what do you think i've loved it so far yeah. um it's been good there's we're close we have a lot of we have a neighborhood retail center right across the street Ace Hardware is there. It's been great for house projects. Yeah. <laughs> Convenient. Walk like you there, can walk there? Walk there, oh, nice. grab a few things, come back. Um, like no pause and kind of what I'm doing. So yeah, it's been good. And we got lucky and found the house in the first week of the COVID shutdown. And surprising or not, we ended up going under contract below asking, 10,000 below asking. And... I mean, it was. Well, that was that was just lucky timing when the first shut down like that. That 
four to six weeks, they're just like, no one was going on. And there a lot of properties were going for, you know, a couple bucks on your list like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nina, the exact opposite of now. <laughs> I, it's the exact opposite <laughs> of now, which is crazy. And I remember Nina. So like, what was the purchase price? So the purchase price was five fifty five. Okay, so list at five sixty, one at five fifty, and you're saying Nina had sorry, I cut you off. So we I mean we we were looking at houses for a while and Nina Nina was the one that would see a house, she'd be like, All right, let's go see this. Yeah. I was like, Okay. And she showed me this house and it was right at kind of like right above our price range when she first showed it to me, and I was like, oh, I was like, No, let's you know, let's keep looking elsewhere. And what was it? Six days later, seven days later. Yeah. After the shutdown, she showed it to me again. She goes, "Hey, let's go look at." It. I was like, "All right, why not? Let's go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was it was awesome that Walker represented us because, you know, like he said, like I would see something that looked so attractive to me and perfect, and I'd send it to him. And even even for the ones that were out of our price range that we had set for ourselves, it was like, let's just go look. Like, let me see. Let's find because this whole process we were learning what was important to us, and so and you see what that value. Hey, it's six hundred fifty thousand. Like, what what is that extra hundred thousand dollars buying us? Exactly, and and Walker kind of mentioned it earlier, but everything we learned on the previous contracts that fell through, I would go into these showings knowing like, okay, just because this is the list price doesn't necessarily mean like. You know, we can we can get strategic with this because we'd learned so much from everything that he'd done before, which at the time felt painful. But now looking back, I'm like, that was invaluable that we just kind of threw ourselves into the Firewalker specifically. Like he learned so much and not kidding. He was YouTubing. He was calling friends. He was calling, you know, friends of friends saying like, help, I'm, I need to get this, help me out. And he was learning so much, which was incredible. That's an awesome trait. Like that's how you become successful. Just say hey, you figure it out. I know. And, and even, you know, switching from commercial to now working on this team, like you can see his interests are like, your interests are so peaked. Cause before in commercial, you were still so interested on this side and you were spending your free time learning about this side. And so now that you work in it, I feel like you're I don't know, like you're really harboring on that natural interest and, and natural instinct that led us to be successful, you know, in our personal lives too with this house. But we, we tour this house or no, I'd send him this house and he, I was getting really excited kind of on the higher end of our budget. And he was like, you know what? Like I, I immediately shut it down. Yeah, the first time. I was like, shut no. it down. <laughs> like, he was like, I am not setting up a tour for this house. Cause you're going to get so stuck on it. Cause there were no projects that needed to be done, which was pretty rare for the budget we were looking in. You know, we were looking cr- kind of right at that, like high four hundreds, like low five hundreds, which you can still find a stellar house, but typically it's like, okay, the bathroom is from, they're not the updated. 50s. Yeah. yeah. So, so stuff like that where we were like going into it thinking we'd have at least one project to do. So we we find this house and there's n- truly nothing. And still, like we have done nothing major in this house. Um, I had to redo so, the stairs. Okay, but we didn't have professionals <laughs> have to redo the stairs. You like tweaked the stairs. It was fine. But anyways, so we go and he says, "No, we're not seeing this house." I'm not, and it was the day that it listed that I sent it to him because I had those Zillow like push notifications hitting. We go, and he says no. You know, two days later, the COVID shutdown happens, and it was like everyone kind of didn't know what to do. Didn't mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like no one really knew what the shutdown meant. Like, should we stay like literally in our house, or can we walk out? Can we walk our dog outside? It was 
it was very unclear at the time. Everyone was too busy buying toilet paper and paper towels. Yeah, and and no one, <laughs> yeah. seriously, and no one in the real estate industry had come out. When they announced the shutdown, the real estate industry was like, okay, so can we still tour clients? Like, Oh, yeah, it was a big was, question. Yeah, it was super gray and kind of weird. And so I thought like, okay, well, it's just me and Walker. Like, we're not seeing anyone outside of, you know, our family. And so I said, let's just go tour the house. And so we go through the house because everything's shut down. We're all working from home. It's kind of weird. And so we go through the house and, and Walker calls the agent. And he's like, I'm going to be honest. This is out of our, which by the way, also stellar thing that Walker did our entire house search. Like he was calling these agents to talk to them and get like, know what, I don't know, which, which I didn't understand was an, I don't know if it's a normal thing to do, but you like reaching out to them and saying like, Hey, I'm Walker Noon. Here's who I am. Here's where I stand. Just like this honesty approach to them got us this house because she was like, you know what? Our sellers don't know what's going to happen with COVID. And so put in your offer. Like I understand where you're coming from, that it's lower or out of your price range, put in your offer and, you know, I'll talk with them, but like yeah, they, they don't know what's going to happen with COVID either. They don't want this to sit on the market. There's so much fear and uncertainty mm-hmm. at the time. And that's what got us this house. And it's been tenfold incredible of what we expected it to be. And that's, I mean, you know, you know, tip that to you, Walker, because that's the, the thing agents should do. A lot don't. But hey, pick up the phone, talk to the agent. And that communication, it goes a long way still. This is, We're not trading stocks yet, all computerized. That human-to-human interaction counts for things in real estate still. So Walker, I know you're a numbers guy. What well, so uh 550 purchase price you said or 560? Five, 555. Okay, so 555. What type of financing was it? So we did a 30-year loan. We actually bought down the points a little bit. So we're at 3 3.25% interest rate, which now is a little high, but at the time, great. That's no, still uh, great. <laughs> and then we ended up paying off PMI up front. So 5% down conventional? 5% down conventional, bought a point, paid out, okay. paid out PMI. So we ended up putting down, I believe, close to like 36. So 36 kind of all in at the, you know, earnest money, down payment, loan cost, all the closing costs, right? All in. All right. So, we'll, we'll, so, uh, so under 40, which is great um, for, uh, you know, uh, a half a million dollar asset. And then your monthly PITI, what's the approximate amount? It is 2,600 and change. I okay. Believe. Well, 2,600 is close enough. Yeah. And so that, that's your, you know, your monthly payments. That's what you're writing to the mortgage company every month. So that if the listeners out there, that's principal interest. And then your escrow for taxes and also insurance. Those those are your main costs. You guys are living there, and this is at least more than one bath. I know that. What's the what's the bedroom <laughs> bath mix? Four bed, three bath. There's, so great mix. So right. there's a master and with the master bath upstairs, and then two more bedrooms and a bathroom upstairs, and then almost like a private suite, you'd say, with its own bathroom, give or take, downstairs in the basement. Uh, 2,500 square feet. So it's got a, a good mix, a good spread out. The basement, we've almost, I mean, kind of rented it out as a little private suite. They're probably hearing our footsteps on top of them every now and then. But uh, yes, yeah, so there's like a wet bar downstairs. And so there's a sink. And obviously, Walker mentioned the bathroom, but like the roommate that lives down there now, he'll do his whole breakfast thing at the wet bar because it's a it's like a mini kitchen setup kind of down there with cabinets. It's whatever he can store his his stuff that he, um, 
he needs down there. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Walker, you haven't talked your Airbnb out yet? You got a wet bar down there? <laughs> he <Airbnb> it. <laughs> I'm joking. They would have to come through the same Yeah, entrance. we have to like, no, wave I'm at joking. them. But. Um, and that's something I learned once I got here is there's other ways to house hack. Yeah, so so this <laughs> but this is a, a great so a great layout. Um and so you guys moved in and it I, I it sounds like your your college roommate since she was living with you. Yeah. She came and lived with you guys because there's a it was a natural progression, right? Natural transition. Um and then I don't know what it is with all my college people. I, I went to college in Austin, so Austin and Denver are very similar. So a lot of my friends have actually shown interest in Denver. And so another college best friend ended up moving to Denver in June. Same situation. We were the only people she knew. Wanted to kind of figure out what pockets of Denver she was interested in before signing a lease somewhere because she was completely unfamiliar with oh, yeah. Denver. And so we were like, great. We just bought a four-bedroom house um, like two months ago. Come live in our house. And and it was like communications key with, with all of this. Like this entire process has had to be, you know, full transparency. But with her, she told us like, I'm going to live there with you guys for a few months. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I won't be for free or for, or for rent. rent. No, no. She paid us rent. Great. But like, I don't know. It wasn't a weird, it didn't, it didn't have to be this weird structured roommate agreement just because we were able to communicate. Like she needed us for a few months. We were only going to get upside with her, you know, staying in a bedroom that was going to be completely empty. Um, and then that also transition to like my understanding of like okay you know what we can manage more than just one person living with us like but but that's the thing like for me my biggest hurdle was like i don't want to live with someone i don't know when i you have... don't want craigslist roommates exactly i didn't want craigslist roommates so i was like look we bought this house this is i love this house i had certain expectations of when walker and i moved in together that i didn't want to let go of because it's different when you live with your you know, college roommates or post high school roommates, whatever your situation is, you, there's like this understanding that, you know, not everything's going to be the way you want. And so letting that go for me was really tough or what I thought would be letting that go was my biggest hurdle when Walker had brought up house hacking. Cause I was like, I don't want to, like, I, we're set in our way. I'm set in my ways. So having, you know, my college great, like they were in our wedding. They're very close friendships to us. Um, live with us where I knew that I had that communication already established in those friendships kind of let made me feel way better about like if you're living here I don't feel rude or weird asking you to follow weird rules that I like and and I bring up the no shoes one because a bunch of our friends laugh about this but like I hate shoes in the house because I'm, I don't know, like to me, that's gross. And so having all these people live here, we put in our roommate agreement, like, please don't wear shoes at the house, which sounds crazy, but it got me to the point of being comfortable. And, and it's not just that role. It's like other, you know, random things that might sound insane, but in reality, do they care about that? Not really. Like they live in a great spot in Denver with people they know. You know, like the roommate thing doesn't have to look like how it looked like in college where you're just sucking it up that someone does something that bothers you. You can really. Well, you actually set rules and say, hey, yeah. you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an adult now and I've realized, hey, here's the stuff, whatever. Hey, yeah. these, these 
two, three, four things or like the, this is my my no go list. Yeah, exactly. and here here are the rules. And that and that's a great thing too. I think for everyone to establish, especially for like I think for house tech, especially for like for for females, especially in, in, in couples as well. Just because hey, make sure it's it's all about finding hey what's that right balance. Hey, this makes sense as a future rental. Makes sense while we're living here, and you're not miserable as a person while you're there as well. Yeah, yeah, and definitely this was one of the things I had to bring up to Walker. He didn't bring he didn't bring up these rules at all because and I think typically with guys and girls, like guys are so much more everything's fine. It's fine. And girls are a little bit more like, no, this kind of bothers me with roommate situations, you know? We're typically cleaner and like neater and all that stuff. Um not that Walker's not the cleanest person I know. But um <laughs> It was just like was this a joint effort. Yeah, this was a come thing. on. You gotta give me some credit. Okay, you are clean. However, I brought you. I, I, I brought for someone who shares an office with him. I have to admit, he's a very clean, organized gentleman. No, I brought he's you awesome. A... But I like, going into the roommate thing. I was like a little bit anti no rules and anti guy roommates that I didn't know because I was like, look, I'm a very clean person, and that will not do well with me. But like setting the rules or setting just like this conversational guideline up about it's like expectations yeah kind of, like uh, just uh, well let me ask you this open communicate yeah because yep. i i feel i mean walker i i know you well enough i mean you you want to lease you want stuff in writing and documentation right and so you're you know you know you're still taking lead on everything for in terms of the investment uh portfolio right so you're taking lead on here how are you balancing out the hey you're wearing your landlord hat and then you're also wearing your your hat as a husband and how are you making sure all that fits well for everyone? That the the roommate agreement was something big, and that's something I just kind of gave to her. Told her to to write out. No, well, we had kind we, of like a, a pretty, set. Yeah, like we sat down and talked about it. Like what was important just like to bullet, me. Points of, bullet points. Okay, exactly. Bullet points. I got a pre, an example from one of my friends who's doing the same thing, and he had a good roommate agreement lined out. It kind of went through like every. And it almost had it broken down like by room. So it has like like living room, kitchen, um, pantry. I, I don't know. It went into great detail. And one of the great things of having a roommate with us in our rental house before we moved into this house is we kind of like sat down after a couple months. We're like, okay, like how do we want this to go? Like what do we want to set up front? Yeah. And that was a huge help just having that to go off of because it was just a little trial run. Um, and then moving forward, we set expectations and like looking back it's been good and it's kept us at those expectations um and that's one of the things that like now it's like it's a little exhausting it's like oh i want to just like be able to just leave stuff and not worry about it for a while yeah <laughs> um but but you have to follow your own rules right yeah, we have, have to, to follow our own rules to yeah, our standard. yeah <laughs> like sometimes sure. it keeps me up like it's like yeah i should probably do those dishes tonight <laughs> It's yeah. like why? Why do we have that in there? Can we just take it out tonight? Like, no. <laughs> it's okay, certain, it's certain things like that. So you you uh, went on a contract the first week of April, moved in May, presumably May first. So May first, so we're coming up on yeah, almost a year now. So you've had two of your roommates, Nina from I, from college, right? But there's been some turnover. I don't know the exact details. I heard just Walker, you know, as we've been chit chatting, like he mentioned, oh yeah, someone's coming, someone's going, yeah. But there's been some. I think some non-college yeah, friend roommates, right? You wouldn't right? believe the flip that's happened. So the the roommate that moved in June who told us she was temporary, she ended up, you know, picking a spot um, 
kind of like, it's called Ninth and Co. They're trying to brand that section of the neighborhood, but it's like Colorado kind of hail neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of really new, awesome apartments are right there. So she ended up moving there. And we found through uh, one of our high school friends, Walker and I have been together since high school. So like, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of trust that goes on and like, oh, it's someone I know from high school. Cause I'm like, yes, I know them from high school too. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, there's not many yeah. friends. That there's not like, many like separate friends that we about, have. Yeah. So we found, or, or one of our high school friends actually connected us to our first male roommate who he was great friends with in college and said like, Hey, this guy moved to Denver. Doesn't really know anyone. He, he's living in an apartment by himself. Kind of just wants like that roommate scene. And we were like, yeah, you know, this, this mutual friend's one of the most trustworthy people, nicest people I've met ever. So we're like, yeah, for sure. Um, guy moves in is the exact, exact persona of this high school friend. Like so kind. So I don't know. Just so you still like he remember him in high school. Yeah. Well, so it's the, it's like, a <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the friend, friend. Oh, yeah. friend. Yeah. It's okay. a mutual friend that moved in with us, but, he's but did you run a background stellar. check? The, the funny thing was he's, he was from, Texas from Houston yeah. went to a rival high school of ours. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's crazy. The connection. <laughs> it's um, a whole like six degrees of separation. It's a week. Thing, yeah, yeah. Like my yeah. cousin texted me and she's like, Oh, Hey, I know him from high school. And I'm like, what? I've never met this guy in my life. But anyways, yeah, he's been, he's been awesome. And also was a huge piece to me, like feeling great about this decision that we made because because even when we had a couple i was still you know waiting waiting for it to hit the fan i was like what what am i gonna break am i gonna not like this well i think some you when we because we we chat a few days ago in, in preparation kind of get get our outline on here you were saying people's reactions if i'm gonna paraphrase this that like from you know there's a hey you guys are looking through mates yeah. as boyfriend, girlfriend, or engaged couple versus living with roommates as a married couple. And it was very interesting what you said other people's perceptions of that was. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. So, like, a lot of my girlfriends, like, I've almost had to co- coach them in a conversation about, like, this was a decision we made as married couple looking at our personal finances and where we want to be. And for them, it was really weird like if Walker and I weren't married, she's like, I can totally see that because, you know, not she. There's several, you know, of my friends that I've had to talk to about this. Um, and even our parents, like they kind of were pretty. Both sets of these are this. Both sets okay. of parents were really like, this is weird. Uh, Why so not worried. I'm sorry. So <laughs> not worried about you guys living together uh, before marriage, but worried about the roommate situation. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. They, <laughs> Which, they did not care at all. So very traditional then, huh? Married, but they, they <laughs> Which, both cared. I guess they brought that up to you because I didn't hear much of that. Oh my gosh. I heard all of it from our mom. Like <laughs> my dad was like, okay, interesting. Yeah, that, that was about no, it. both of our moms had a <laughs> fit about this. And so it was more the 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 guy guy and the girl girl is very yes, different. Okay, and it's the same with yeah. my friends. So maybe it's it, it is more of a. But that was what was so interesting to me. So like I've never was just like hmm. Yeah, because you said it was just so black and white. I know it was so black and white because we've never had any of our <laughs> guy friends be like, "Oh, y'all have roommates." That's weird. But several of my girlfriends have been like, "Are you guys just like really like? Do you guys have no money or something?" Like it's been such a weird like are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, yes, we're totally fine. <laughs> we consciously made this decision so that in a year from now we can buy another house and they don't, they, they, they haven't figured out that this is not a like right now band aid. The, the choice we made was a like 
in a year, we want to buy another house. So we are doing this untraditional style of life, whatever you want to call it. We're doing this sacrifice now so that in a year we have two properties and we're, we're 25, like we're turning 26 this year. I don't know any of our friends that are going to have two properties. Knock on wood, that's our goal this year. But like, yeah, it, it is weird. And, you know, sometimes it's stressful. And there is a lot of education that I would encourage people who are interested in this. Like you do have to, like there are sacrifices you're going to have to make and you're going to have to figure out what's important to me and what's not and communicate that. And, and it is a different way of life, but truly I would not do this past year differently or the past, I guess it's been 15 months probably that we've had roommates. Like we have changed you know, a trajectory of what our 20s are going to look like, what our 30s are going to look like, because we're now able to talk about buying another house 10 months after we just bought our first one that's half a million dollars, which is crazy. But it's just like, in the grand scheme of things, was did this year look differently than I probably thought my 25th year of living with, you know, we've been married almost two years now. Like, did I think that this would be our story? No. But did it change our future story? Thousand percent. Like a thousand percent. And just listening to people talk about it helps so much. Like it helps helps it not feel so weird and so different. Like it helps you get excited about what's coming because of and it's not even a sacrifice like it sounds like it's a sacrifice. And maybe I said that, you know, moments ago, but it's living with call like it's the same as in college. Like I feel the same. We're we you go home, there's always someone to do something with. There's always someone to like banter with, watch a show with, whatever. Like there's so many fun aspects of having roommates that I think everyone's so scared of the negative aspects. And it's kind of like a like shift your mentality a little bit. It's temporary. We're not gonna have roommates till we're 50, you know. We're not gonna have roommates probably next year. Um so I don't know. It's just like education for sure. And just coming to grips with what's important and communicating it. And then you can change your whole, literally change your whole story, which is crazy to me. Cause I was so anti 18 months ago. So where, I mean, I know you guys know, like, you know, the, the, the numbers of compounding and buying properties while you're young and for low money down and all this, but like from a big picture, how is this changing your guys' tra- trajectory? Because obviously if you do this, you can definitely retire before social security age, but what's the general, like kind of like big feature goals and then the, the next steps for number two. To, I mean, main goal is just to, to retire early. That number's changed every, t- every time I talk to Nina, the number goes down. As, as far as just age or the time age, frame? It started at 50, 45, 40. It might be a 35 or 30 now. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, that that's the future goal. And, and why we're young without kids, the goal is to just kind of build up as many properties as we can, moving and doing the nomad strategy and doing the owner-occupied loan, putting 5% down. Um, just making the sacrifice now to, and and I think now that's like something when we bought this house, it was such kind of like a nice house that I think our, I mean, our plan as of now is we're going to move back in um, later on once we start having kids. But until then, like just kind of keep it going. Hopefully 
you know, the goal is to buy one a year. I can see that kind of slowing down. I think that our next house, we're going to just take it easy and it's just going to be us. We've had our, our fun with roommates, our experience with it, and it was a great learning experience. But but it's going to slow down, you guys. I mean, because there's the, the nomad strategy, and that's very different than having two or three roommates. So you're going to slow down like the, the pace of acquisition or just cut out the roommates or both? I think we'll for sure cut out the roommates in our next property, uh, partly because we're looking at smaller properties. Like before, our search was no smaller than a three bedroom because we knew we were looking with roommates. Um, and this next one we're kind of going into, we've broadened the search to fall down to like a two bedroom. Um, our family's in Texas, so we do have our family come visit us pretty frequently. So having the extra room. But is can important. you share a bathroom with them? Yeah. For, for the weekend? Yeah, whatever. That's fine. I can yeah. do that. It'll okay. do. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I think we'll drop the roommates for the next house. Um, but, you know, not to say if there's a stellar house that's a four bedroom, we wouldn't act on that. But I think that's just kind of where we're at. Yeah. So it'll, it'll probably slow down the acquisitions because, I mean, one last year in the seven months, we owned our place and had roommates. We got tw- about $12,000 in rent. So and- that approximately paid for the $12,000 rent. That paid for what, about five months of the year worth your PITI? Right, approximately, because you're about twenty five hundred right. a month, or we yeah, said twenty six. Right. Okay, give or so, take. Yeah. So for seven, say seven months, they paid for four to five months worth of your yeah of your house. Yeah, actually, we totally forgot. I completely forgotten my story. We so I mentioned it was a four bedroom. So obviously, Walker and I are in one. We had my the original roommate has been with us forever. She's in the second one upstairs, and then we had that male roommate downstairs. So we've had we've still had like a guest room. During COVID, we used it as an office um, because everyone was working from home at the time. So it was kind of like we needed that space. Oh, yeah. Um, So now Walker's in the office every day. Uh, The roommate from downstairs, he also goes into the office every day. And I, in January, started going in about half the week. Um, So someone reached out to us. This, This is how much of how far I've come. So <laughs> pat myself on the back here. A random roommate. <laughs> she is our we had a random roommate who reached out to me through like the Denver roommates Facebook group um back when we had bought our house. And she was looking for a place to live. And for one reason or another, she ended up finding a job that was pretty far from our house. So she was like, actually this, you know, isn't the best move for me. And I was like, okay, no worries. You know, we filled it with my other college roommates. I was like, this is great. Um but she reached out to me in December and said, like, hey, I'm moving to Phoenix. She just got engaged. I'm moving to Phoenix with my fiance, but I need to be in Denver for the next two months. Do you have a room? She reached out, like, December 25th, 26th. Yeah. Like, like on Christmas? Like, yeah. Like, but it was, like, so the late. last, like, few days yeah. of December and needed a place in January. And By, like, like, January 1? January yeah, 1. Yeah, January it was 1. Like, it was, like, ah, it's a little... And I, like, looked at Walker, and Walker was, like... <laughs> yeah, but I really like having that office. And I was like, yeah, but no one's in there anymore. You know, it's just kind of... So you were the, you were the more yes, proponent one on here? I'm the one who pushed this, which I'm thinking back. I'm like, it, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. It kind of switched. I know. It's completely switched. So <laughs> How did I, that happen? That's why, that's why I put her in charge of finding the roommates. Yeah, so I like talk Walker. Walker's like, no, which is just completely opposite. But Walker's like, no, for this you know, 30 minute conversation. I'm like, yes, Walker, it is temporary. We will literally pay $0 personally. You know, if you break out the the mortgage with 
all the room, all the rent that we're receiving. If we were to add her for two months, which ended up happening, we paid like our portion was $0. You know what I'm saying? So our mortgage was completely covered. It was two months of the year. Did we notice that she was there? Barely, because we're all in the office every day. We were skiing on weekends. Like we are still. She was she was gone more than yeah, we were. She, her her job was um she had some evening shift. So like when we were there at night, she was like it was just it's a perfect, perfect roommate roommate situation. Was, <laughs> I, I'm not. She was there for two months. I think I might have saw her ten times. Yeah. I like, guess no. Just, it was I'm not saying that that's how it's going to be for everyone, but I'm just saying like, did we notice the impact of just having that one additional room rented the past two months? Yeah, we did. That money went straight towards the next house fund. And that's I'm it. like, that's you know, awesome. You check a lot more, yeah. right? Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah but. So kind of moving forward, you get in the second house and it sounds like it's more just more of a nomad style where you guys have no roommates. Learning from this, are there any like must-haves or, you know, has it has your buying criteria changed both as like a a primary residence and also as your you know future rental property number two? That's a great question. I think having gotten this house first to know like hey that can be our future house. I think that also like lowers our standards a little bit for these next houses. Like we're not buying our future house. It's going to be more of like we're seeing it as a rental later down the road, which well, I mean we're not going to buy a complete dump. Um, but I think it just kind of like gives us that little more like relaxed feeling. It's like, hey, we have like somewhere to fall back on. Um, it's it's kind of nice to do that. We've, I mean, as far as everything else, like if we're not having roommates, like there's a lot less kind of things we're looking for. And what would you say? I'd say a common thing that's come up is a yard. Like we need a yard. That's a non. We've got chickens. We have chick. Like we got chickens as our chickens and dogs, right? Chickens and dogs. Chickens and dogs. Like free range. So so (laughs) it's always been that townhouses and condos are kind of cut out of our conversation. We've never even looked like gone to look at. Has Walker talked to you about new build townhomes last couple months? Uh. No, no. Are we talking we, we, about? That? I'm not saying that's been a trend recently. I'm just, I wasn't sure. We no. haven't quite gotten the search going yet. It's okay. more like we're figuring out. Like one roommate just moved out. The one that just moved in um, two, two months ago. Just okay. moved out last week. Another one is actually moving out, and so back to kind of like the business and husband hat. He originally he signed in October and signed a six month lease, which ends April 30th, and he's came to us the other day and he's like, Hey, actually one of my best friends from growing up is moving here March 15th. Like we were thinking about moving in together. Like I'll stay throughout the lease and then move in with them. Uh, but he's finding a place and he's just going to take care of it until I move in with them. And I was like, like, why would you do that? I was like, I was like, thanks for telling us, but like free to go, like take care, like go live with them. We're not going to hold you back. Like we signed a lease. It's more for liability and this is like having friends there like getting to know them like it's like oh, okay like you want to be lenient you don't I, i'm not gonna like lay the hammer down and be like ah no you're staying until your lease ends it was just kind of like being nice and the fact that he communicated with us was like a it goes a thing. long way doesn't it it, it was so far a tremendous like yeah. benefit of it and he he like felt bad and i was like thank you thanks for telling us like like, I mean, that's, that's all we can ask for. And, and he's, yeah, he's been great to have. And he's, I think moving out in middle of this month. Yeah. But it's just it, like one of those things where I'm like, we're not, you know, an apartment complex where they're going to charge you to break your lease. Like we're just, 
like we're friends with this guy. We want to yeah. be friends with him and, and, you know, continue that friendship after he moves out with us. So we would never, you know, it, you'd get nothing by being mean and hard to people like nothing. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was one of the surprises with the roommates, but not something that we were like stressed about or have ill feelings towards like communication again. It's been the biggest. So as we uh, wrap up here, you know, I want to ask you a couple questions since obviously I, I said earlier, we, uh, you know, it's a very male dominated industry and, and uh, more women need, I think more encouragement from other women. So what advice or tips can you give, whether it's a, a, a single female house hacker out there or, you know, married to someone else? Like what advice would you give to female house hackers out there in your shoes, like two or three months or two or three years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, and I said this earlier, but like, if you're interested in it at all, read about it, listen to people who've done it. Um, cause, cause I needed the encouragement. Like Walker was the encouragement for me to take this step. But if you're, you know, if your spouse isn't into it, or if you're personally just like, not sure if you can handle being a landlord, it's not, it, it really is kind of like, living with your roommates that you most people have had in their life you've lived with you know whoever your friends or random people um it's a very similar feeling but then there's also the feeling of like yeah you you will get frustrated because sometimes people don't wipe up the counter or something like they made a mess and then just remember like i have two people paying me like nine hundred dollars a month to like take the 10 seconds to wipe up the counter and it can really change your perspective from being frustrated to being like, you know what? I'm working hard right now and I'm earning this. And in, in a few months, in a couple years, I'm going to look back on this time and not remember that I'm just going to realize and recognize the impact on my personal financial, or if you are with, you know, you're married or whatever you have joint finances, the impact financially is, I don't know. I I wouldn't say I'm personally a huge financially driven, like I'm not money driven, but at the same time, do I want the option of when I'm 45 saying like, if I don't have to work or if I don't want to work, or if I want to do different work that maybe has a smaller paycheck, whatever, like those options are all available to me. One of the conversations I've had with a very important friend to me recently, she had said something like, yeah, you know, I'll be working till I'm 65. And it hit me in that moment. Like, I don't live with that mindset. Like if I want to work until 65, that's awesome. That's great. And, you know, I hope whatever I'm doing, I really enjoy, but, you know, making these decisions today, I I feel no obligation or expectation that I'll be working until I'm 65. So... That's all I'd say. That's great advice. So Walker, looking back here, you, you said at the beginning of the podcast that, you know, uh, after hearing Nina's story of how you introduced your house hacking, you're like, yeah, I could, I could have played that differently. <laughs> so advice to guys out there as they're talking to their girlfriends, fiancés, wives, what tip would you give them? I would say start early. Start early, bring it up early, just... But have have a plan. Go with a plan. Don't be like, hey, let's have roommates. <laughs> like start with the why. Give them the the just the reasons why I can benefit you. 
but you have to look into the future because it's not it's not that benefit while you're living there like you're making a sacrifice that's hard to hard to kind of like get through to someone um so i think yeah just open communications and then just setting ground rules luckily for us we had that trial run with the roommate living with us in our rental um and that just kind of gave us like a perspective it's like oh well she's paying for a third of the rent like what could that do in our next house and like i'm glad we had that but other people that don't have that i think it's just getting out in front of it like setting your expectations figuring out like what do we want in a roommate but what like what can we not have and i think the nice thing about house hacking is you can be very selective about your roommates um which we luckily have had friends live with us but i know i mean you can sit them down and interview them and kind of really be selective which is nice and when you're just renting out an investment property, you don't have that privilege. Um, but I, I mean, I would say the big thing is just kind of communication, getting out in front of it, figuring out what you want and what you don't want. And once you get people, I would initially just sign up to like a shorter term lease, kind of figure out, hey, is this something we want to do? Um, is this someone we want here? And um, I mean, that's, and then just be kind of open-minded about, about it. Don't be like, your expectations are going to be kind of high, but like, just, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I wish I could put myself in my shoes back then <laughs> to really see like kind of what all had happened. But I mean, I, I was terrible about communicating it. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm lucky that she kind of opened up to it. It's, <laughs> it's been a great experience. Your interest in it, like, <laughs> what you're interested in other people are interested in and like you were so interested in this so i had to give it a shot like i had to know why you were so fixed on this so like it just wore off on you like hey if he's that excited about it yeah because walker's walker's one of the smartest people i know so i'm like if he's so like this is a good decision then obviously i have to give it at least you know like at least i have to learn go learn about (laughs) it not to act on everything but like it ended up being a life-changing decision and i can't i can't say that enough so well guys i have to say i mean as a couple you said you're turning 26 this year we're 26 this year yeah you guys are on track i mean keep it up i mean this is very impressive uh and and just walker as you're you know doing all the real estate stuff man you guys are going to be on like a very good trajectory and you'll definitely be retiring before your friend that's 65 (laughs) by i would think by hopefully a a couple decades so like just in great yeah. job guys yeah yeah Thank you. and that's also one of the things i learned that it's it's a slow ride it's just don't have the expectations of oh it's going to be tomorrow like mm-hmm. get into day trading getting all these trading things it's like oh you want wealth fast but that's one of the things like just enjoy the ride it's going to be a while and it's huge to like just plan for the future know where know where you want to go know what the next step is and just it's those small steps that just build up yeah that is very, very well said. All right. So if guys or if listeners want to reach out to you guys, what's the best way to reach out to you? Just email you, Walker. They want to kind of hear you guys' story, pick your brains, find properties, just email you or... Email me, yeah. Yeah, at- any uh, female or male, but if any of the women have any questions for me and specifically, definitely feel free to reach out as well. Cool. So I can put yeah. your guys' emails in, yeah. the, in the show notes? Definitely. All right. That works. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. This is great. This is awesome. This is fun. Enjoyed it.